This is their Super Bowl. It's been, we've won, uh, what have we won? Matt's never lost to them, I don't think. It's like nine in a row. Um, you know, they're home field. Uh, I know their fans going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in. And, um, you know, hopefully we have a great game and get the double on Sunday. So. Is it a rivalry anymore? If they can't beat us, is it a rivalry? Let's go now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's the Diddy NFL on the Twitter box. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And this could be a very last. Quick snaps. Oh, it's the quick snaps. Funny, I'll be gone because it's the big. Hold on. Hold on. You're all doing it and we're all doing it together. Yeah, this could be the last quick snaps. Oh, this the scandal. The scandal. We have to start off the show with some scandal. So that was Justin Fields doing this. Oh, it's just a copy-paste, actually, of trying to slag off the Packers or Packers fans or Green Bay uh, in some guys by saying there's nothing else to do. And, of course, uh, people get up in arms. Or, oh, I can't believe it. The only thing is, look, this is excellent because every time the Bears do this, they, they get egg on their face. I've shared their... GM wasn't that a GM who was like yeah we're going to take back the NFC they're tragic however the Bears have been on a run and if the Bears are capable of uh, putting a poo poo party on us um, it's obviously this game now we the dagger play famous play in Packers Bears history um, and then Brett Favre's jersey retirement they went and won that game so it's capable and they're on a bit of a hot streak this is going to be light on analysis very light but that was a scandal uh, you know, there's nothing to do with Green Bay watch football. And, of course, there's the easy, low-hanging fruit gag that is, yes, the, you know, at least they don't have that trouble in Chicago of watching good football. They don't have to concern themselves with it. On you go. Um, but I've heard that from Wisconsinites. They've said the same. And I've heard that about, you know, when they were moving the home game to London. So, like, well, there's nothing else. Like, Green Bay is it. And if you look at the story of Green Bay going back way when, that's always been it. The only thing to do in Green Bay is drink and watch football. So it's hardly a scandal, apart from the sort of semi-dad joke. Then he fumbles over himself, fumbles again, would you believe it? Justin Fields. Um, yeah, and then everyone's sort of like laughing at their boss. Laugh in the audience with the journals. Great stuff. And then there's that Aaron Rodgers quote, and he referred to himself and the Packers as we. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, because he played for the Packers for like a bajillion years and he is the owner of the Bears and he is the one who got all those records. I don't know, it's nice, you know? I mean, he went on to say some crackpot conspiracy theory rubbish as usual and some douchey comments after, but that part I liked. Um, But look, this is strangely similar to the state of the franchise, state of scenarios uh, last year when it was winning in against the Lions. So what, the Lions haven't got into the playoffs or won a playoff game since, what, 1993? Something wild like that. And I just find it absolutely poetic that the Packers could get in uh, if we beat the Bears and we could end up facing the Lions in the wildcard round in Detroit. And imagine, imagine we went there, got to the playoffs and we won. Now, egg on the face. And yeah, some podcaster out there will replay this snippet 
when they're like, oh, well, the Packers got beaten 77-0 uh, by the Bears in the final game. And, oh, there will be egg on my face. But um, there we go. So it's the same comparison. You know, coming up against a team who have no shot at the playoffs themselves but could just ruin it for the other team. But look, that's Aaron Rodgers talking trash. The we the it's the Bears suck week, so trash talk happens. But yeah, the comparisons are uncanny, you know. But the Bears have been on a hot streak lately. They've won a lot of games, um. So and I mean double figure games and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It's just it would be a shame, and not a shame as in like you know. And this is it's great, Kathy. Kathy listens to the podcast and I asked the re- question and Kathy said it was p- potentially rhetorical on the last one where I said, is anybody not just enjoying watching Packers ball now? The the expectation and the entitled town sort of aspect I feel has been lifted because we don't have this thing of going into every game going, well, we have to, of course we have to win this game. Who the hell are they? We've got Aaron Rodgers, you know? Uh, so it's nice. And what's nice around this team is, is that, and I love the phrase, a rebuild on the run. And that's what this team has been with all the young receivers and how they're just stepping up. Um, and I don't know who it was that said it to me, maybe Stevie Sparks um, quoted a journalist maybe and just said that it's like looking at an offense that has matured three or four years with each other. And loads more stories have come out during the week, just feel-good stories. It makes you all hot, warm and mushy inside of uh, Jordan Love hosting you know, Monday night dinners with the offense and he brings them all around and they... They meld together. MVP behavior. Which brings me to my next point. Is that why isn't Jordan Love being classed as potential MVP material? Because uh, it was funny because I saw the stats. They're all over Twitter and we've put them out on the group account. Just talking about how, um, you know, Lamar Jackson has the same stats as Jordan Love. And Jordan Love has better. And over the last couple of games, he's done well. And the narrative apparently was... um, you know, Jordan Love is padding his stats against other people and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at it, uh, coming up against the sort of potential playoff teams, Jordan Love is second only behind Josh Allen in stats, which just proves he's operating at an MVP level, high level. Uh, But then it brings us to the same sort of vein of almost flying under the radar, not being considered, um, is the fact that no Packers made the Pro Bowl. Um, I think Rashan Gary is down as a first alternate or whatever. Again, we could make the jokes here in gags and say, oh, well, the Parker's going to be playing in the Super Bowl, so we can't play in the Pro Bowl anyway. Um, but you never know. And this is where, obviously, we have a brain fart game now coming up against the Bears. But there's just so much to love around this team. It's been a real feel-good year, you know. Um, even So look at Bo Melton, for instance, just a success story. Um, you know, Romeo Dobbs getting all giddy and jazzed up in the locker room and there's those pictures of Aaron Jones and Jordan Love spraying each other with root beer, whatever the hell that was. Um, and then Gudekunst waiting in the tunnel for Jordan Love to come off the field. He was the last one to come off after doing the interviews and stuff. And it wasn't just going up and dapping him up. The hug was exchanged. It's so amazing. It's amazing. Does it mean anything on the field as a proper analysis? No. But it just goes to show, like, and, you know, all of this stuff about the Jair Alexander thing and his suspension and, oh, he could be losing the locker room and, oh, Jesus, what's happening? You know, and then the stories came out about Jair owning that and moving on. Like, you can really see that's a culture shift. And that quite clearly, Goody was doing that from the beginning. And it's nice to see Gudekun's waiting and embracing love. And I'm not going to get into the rights and the wrongs and all of that because, quite frankly, it's way too early and it's too nuanced for all the BS. Um, but it's just beautiful to see that... 
the stated goal of bringing the locker room together and building a young team and all growing up together, which I was skeptical about. I didn't think that made sense because you can be so dysfunctional and young and naive that it just doesn't work, but it worked for now anyway, for this season. Um, And it's really nice that there's no garbage, no innuendo, no smut uh, in the media or on socials about the front office because ideally you don't want to hear about the front office at all. You don't want to see them addressed in news articles how good or bad they are because it's mostly fodder and nonsense anyway. Um, But love stats since week eight have borne out Goody's vision of, you know, we're in it for the long term and pretty much nearly smack bang halfway through the season. There's just this rocket, this takeoff of spectacular play. So it's really nice to see. I think Packers football is in such a great spot and... Who knows how this game is going to go? It's so bizarre. You know, and there's other scenarios where the Packers get into the playoffs without needing to win as well. But of course, you need a help. But it's simple as this. You win and you're in. You control your own destiny. Um, I think, you know, we what we do, open the season against the Bears and we, we put waste to them and put the league on notice and, and things like that. But, you know, even Dan Orlovsky, the shoe sniffer that he is, don't look it up. Um, he was saying that Jordan Love's game tape was an absolute heater play phenomenally well and the t- the league seemed to agree because he's the NFC offensive player of the week this week so if you needed vindication I think that was it is that an indicator of long-term success no uh Paddy Mahomes is doing fantastic and has done fantastic but he had some unbelievable weapons um and we can see what happens when you take weapons away from a quarterback as unbelievable of as Patrick Mahomes and he's nowhere near the MVP conversation he's not up there in the stats so we can see the impact that that has and all of these comparisons and we like to make them here and i think it's a good comparison to look at because it puts a certain perspective but there's a caveat with it of comparing jordan love to aaron Rodgers and how they both got on in their first year as a starter but then look at the talent and the experience that was surrounding aaron Rodgers at the time and now look at what jordan love has had to do it's quite incredible and of course, there's different variables. There's the rule changes. There's jamming receivers at the line of scrimmage. The stuff you can and can't do now. Of course, it's a different game and a different era and all that jazz. But it's still unbelievable what Jordan Love is able to do and how he spread the ball around. You know, with Bo Melton being over 100 yards in a game. And it just is sensational stuff. It shows that he's going through his reads. And it's a breath of fresh air that we all hoped would happen. Um, but again, like not to be a boo-bird, you can't get ahead of yourself because the Bears had fantastic seasons interspersed. And I know the narrative out there is that Jordan Love has put up stats this season that has bettered any quarterback that has ever played for the Bears, showing the Bears' real commitment to incompetence over 100 years of their history. But at the same time, you know, it's it's really incredible what's happening in, in Green Bay. And the Bears put together a great season and they get to the playoffs and they put it down to being healthy and all that kind of stuff. The Lions, like they went on a resurgence from the end of last year. They brought it straight through this season. They faltered at the end, um, which means that if the Packers do beat the Bears and do face the Lions in the playoffs, you know, you'd be happy, I think. Well, I'm speaking for myself here. I'd be happy if the Packers got into the playoffs because I just think it would round off a really incredible year to show us what's to come and the improvement that could come. Uh, but if we ended up getting into the playoffs and managing to win a game uh, in spite of our defense, and maybe that's the time our defense shows up somehow. Stranger things have happened. Uh, you know, take a look at our, what's 
15 and one season. I was about to say 16 and one season back in the day, and it was scuppered by the Giants. You know, who went on a hot streak at the end. So, but that's the beautiful thing, though, is that you get to the playoffs as a Packers fan, and it was always like, oh, first round bye. Or, oh, we didn't get it this time around. What a disappointment. You know, and then, oh, I can't believe we've got to go to California. Like, you know, this is a winnable game. We're going to win. We should win. But we just know we're going to go to the Niners or we're going to go to the Bucks and I'm going to pull out a win from nowhere and it's not deserved. And that happens time and time and time again. Whereas this time around, it's like the opposite. <laughs> you know, you get to the playoffs in a season that was sort of up and down. It's lightning at the end, which is all good that ends well and have a nice day. And then you get into the playoffs and you're really thinking, well, do you know what? We're, it's house money playing on house money right now and if you come up against the Lions who are potentially struggling you know who've been red hot this year and fair play to them and yeah coming up against the Lions that's the matchup you kind of want isn't it and then see what happens after that so uh, are we going to dig into the stats and all nah this could be the last quick snaps hopefully not though and we get into the playoffs um, and I'll be breaking all of this down but look as I said make your New Year's resolution to get onto why, why can't I say it because I'm Irish that's why I keep them eating my own mouth Get onto patreon.com forward slash UK Packers, will you? Don't sit on the fence. The quicker you're in, uh, the more chances you have to win an all-expenses-paid trip to Lambeau Field. So I take all your money and I flush it back in uh, to a trip worth two grand and also flush in uh, signed merch onto this side of the pond and give away free merch every single month. So when you get onto the Patreon, it's not some pipe dream where well, I play Madden against you or I promise you discounts for a cup of coffee. No, you get unbelievable merch prizes. And the longer you're on Patreon, I give a guaranteed prize to someone who's been on long and hasn't won something yet. And I have all that uh, in place. Only a tenner. So you need to be uh, a patron for, what, 20 years? Not to get your money back on a free trip? Not bad odds. Not bad odds at all. Anyway, I've been at Steady the NFL. You've been a wonderful audience. Happy New Year to uh, everybody who wasn't listening to the one on New Year's. And let's go get that dub against the Bears, baby. Go Pack Go.